Hello and welcome back to another end zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff alongside our digital anchor Jake Wallace. Jake, what is this technically week two, but the third week of high school football? Correct. Okay, yeah, we're going to have this discussion every time because week zero drives me crazy. I don't like it, but um, we, we've got some pretty interesting matchups, I think, this week. Yeah, okay, just out front, I'm going to say this. Labor Day weekend... <laughs> One of the best weekends of the year because college football starts, high school football's in its full swing. Jake's coming in with the takes today. Baseball getting down to the pennant races. It's just it's a great weekend. It is. It's fun and keeps us busy. That's for sure. Yeah, and it and it starts on Thursday night. Really? Yeah, it does. It's um, like a college weekend. We'll we'll get to Thursday night, but. We'll start with our WTOC end zone game of the week, which is on Friday night under those Friday night lights. We've got Eagles Landing Christian Academy visiting Calvary Day here in Savannah. Yeah, two small private schools with big expectations and big mm-hmm. names like around the state. Like people know Eagles Landing Christian, obviously they went on that that massive run in single A private for those years and years and years where they were just running single A private. Mm-hmm. And then Calvary is consistently loaded with talent. Mark Stroud has made that program into one of the best in terms of, you know, private schools and really just schools in general. I'm really looking forward to this game because these are two programs. It's there's going to be high level High school football talent, high-level recruits on both sides all over the field. Yeah, you've got Jake Merklinger, who's a three-year starter for Calvary. Um, Calvary's Terry Simons, Simmons uh, committed to Duke. You've got linebacker Troy Ford going to Central Florida. They've got uh, ECLA has an O-lineman going to Clemson. They've got a kid going to Arkansas, and their quarterback committed to Houston. That's a lot of Division One talent on the field. Yeah, ELCA, so Ze- Zechariah Owens going to Clemson. DJ Chester's another big offensive lineman they got over there going against that that loaded Calvary defense. That's going to be a lot of fun. ELCA is number two in the Class AA rankings. Calvary number four in the Class AAA rankings. That doesn't really matter at this point in the season. You know, there's right. a lot of football to play. I'm interested to see how this goes for Calvary because this is going to be really their first big test of mm-hmm. the year. They played Islands two weeks ago, a game that they they overmatched the Sharks, then had the week off coming into this one. So yeah. we're going to see how Calvary plays. And this is a big test for both of these teams to kind of see where they are early on in the season as both of them have state title expectations. Right, Calvary with that 49-6 to win at Islands week one and then a week two bye and uh, I went out there yesterday to practice, and they were kind of talking to me like, you know, last week was almost like an extension of camp for them because um, uh, Mark Stroud said that he didn't want to spend two weeks just like drilling this one game into them. So they kind of looked at the tape against Islands. What can we fix ourselves? Focused on themselves that bye week and then dove back into game prep this week. So it's kind of it's kind of been weird, and this is their home opener, even though it's the third week of high school football. So I think they're – Excited to get out there. And then Eagles Landing coming in at 1-1. One one. Uh, week 1, they beat a traditional powerhouse out of Tennessee, Brentwood, 50-49 to in overtime on the road. Week 2, uh, they fell 37-14 at Blessed Trinity. So it's an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, the third big matchup in a row for, for ELCA. Obviously, Blessed Trinity, a, a big-name powerhouse um, up in the Atlanta area as well. So Eagles Landing is going to be – 
uh, well-tested in terms of facing teams with talent all over the field. How is Calvary going to, to respond? How is Calvary going to match that? We'll find out on Friday night. As I mentioned, I went by practice yesterday being Wednesday, um, and I talked to Mark Stroud and quarterback Jake Merklinger. Here's a little bit of what they had to say heading into Friday night. You had a week off. Were you able to maybe tune up anything you saw that you didn't like, or how did you guys kind of use that early bye week? Yeah, that's the whole thing with the bye week is that, you know, you got to try to improve. you got to take a really hard examination of yourself because, you know, typically what it is with games, you never – looked as good as you thought you might have looked and usually you never look as bad as you thought you looked in, in bad games so we take a real hard examination of ourselves through film honest look at ourselves every position everything we're doing and then try to try to fix some things and sometimes it means moving personnel around uh, you know maybe you're giving a guy a chance maybe he's not quite ready or it could be a situation you just got to look at some schematics and make sure you're clean on some things so yeah it's just it's really more about trying to improve us and then, because I mean, I found if you spend too long on preparation on one opponent, you can get a little bit, you can get a little bit dull with our kids. So we're trying to make a build up, you know, to the to the event Friday night. So did you almost make last week kind of like another camp week, or? Pretty much, you know, we, we definitely, you know, we know some things about Eagles Land, so we had some of the basic stuff in, but you know, just a skeletal plan of what we might do against them, and uh, but you know, like specifics. Uh, we were more just us, yeah. So it would be you know, exactly right. It's more like going back to basics and making sure everything's clean and everything, everything is right. And then with a little bit of preparation toward what you think you might see. What would you like from your guys in that Islands game? I thought we came out, especially after a delay, I thought we'd come out very uh, on fire. I thought we came out with a lot of uh, energy. I thought we played very physical and tough. That was things that we, you know, we needed to do. We needed to come out not flat, especially after you had some type of you know, layover like that. So I was really proud of our guys. They were ready to play. And, uh, you, know, we, you know, we still had some things that weren't clean by any means. But uh, they were ready to play, and I thought they were very physical on both sides of the ball. Where do you guys match up well with Eagles landing, or what do they do really well? Well, I think they're, they, they got some situations. they got some good skill guys like we do. Um, you know, they got good, good receivers. They have a good quarterback. They have a good running back. And I think that's kind of you know, where we're at as well. We got some good receivers, a good quarterback, good running backs. And, uh, you know, I think we're, we're even like in that situation. Uh, and, I, you know, we're having, I hope they're going to have tr enough trouble trying to figure out how exactly how to defend us. And so we're going to have to defend, try, trying to defend them because uh, they're a little bit of a nightmare in defending because they got so many players in so many positions. But, you know, I think the game will come down to, you know, us being able to block their front, you know, taking all, all the other things aside, us being able to block their front well. And, you know, if our defense front can't get blocked by their front, I mean, it's going to come down to the trenches, I think. Whoever's really can control that part of the game, I think, will control the game. A week one win, then you had a week off. What did you maybe learn about yourselves as a team in that first game and then kind of since then? Yeah, you know, it's been uh, – Islands was a good team. We got to play them and, you know, it made us better. We got to see what we could do ourselves and, you know, how we match up against other people. So that was really good. And, you know, just got to continue to get better every day. So the bye week last week was really good for us. Is it weird? Like – you know you work so long to get ready for that first week you play and then it's like all right well now we got a week off again yeah well definitely a week a week two by was different for us but you know it is what it is and we make we made do so tell me about friday night i know you guys have had a little extra time to work on them 
uh, where you guys match up well with Eagles Landing? Yeah, you know, they're a really, really good football team. They're really well coached. They're disciplined. They're technically sound, so and they have really good athletes. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're excited for it, and um, we're going we're gonna to come out to play. You guys have a lot of players on offense. Uh, what have you seen from them maybe on tape defensively? Right. Yeah, no, they're, they're super athletic, I'd say, is the main thing. They're really, really strong in the secondary, and um, they play tough up front. So it's going to be a tough game, but, you know, Coach Tomasi and Coach Stroud and all the offensive guys are doing a really good job getting us prepared and having a great game plan for them. So I'm excited for it. How excited are you guys, not just to get back out there, but you have a home game now? Right, yeah, it's awesome. First home game in a while. So, I mean, it's going to be awesome to get back and play on, uh, especially Sports Complex with everybody there. So, I'm super excited for that. Jake, another matchup we've got, this one over in the low country, Hilton Head visiting Buford. Yeah, this one is, is going to be interesting because most of the, the public school uh, low country teams for us are on the road or off for mm-hmm. Labor Day weekend. So this is really one of the only SCHSL games we've got going on in our area. And it's it's one that is always a game that you kind of look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then going back and looking today, Buford's won 14 of 15 against Hilton Head. They have really dominated this series of late. Of course, Buford coming off a seasoned opening loss to... South Carolina Power Fort Dorchester 21 to 6. Well, their first game was canceled. Yeah, yes. They they were canceled against Kane Bay because of weather. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they went on the road. Yeah, to took a loss. So they've kind of had a rough start. To a really good team in Fort Dorchester. Yes. And then Hilton Head um is, is one and one coming off a weather delayed loss at Claxton on Friday night. And you know the Seahawks going to look to bounce back. So this is another one of those games where we're going to find out more about these teams and kind of where they stand in terms of, I guess you can call them the power rankings or whatever you want to call it, of of the low country, our low country football. I expect Buford to come out looking good. Mm-hmm. I think they realized that they can compete last week. I think they've known that, but they, they scheduled two really tough teams, only got to play one of them, and we're in that game yeah. with Fort Dorchester last week. So. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. And, and Buford, like you mentioned with Calvary, the, the home opener happening third week of the season for right. the Eagles, you know they're going to be ready to go. And then for Hilton Head, they did win their first game of the season. That one also weather delayed. That was moved to a Saturday morning. They beat Battery Creek 34-15. to And then you mentioned that loss at Claxton last week. But um, Hilton Head Island has Wake Forest commit Chris Marable. He was the 4A lower state defensive player of the week last week. He had 15 tackles, 6 tackles for loss. Yeah, there, there's plenty of talent at Hilton Head. They're not going to – they've always got kids that mm-hmm. are signing to play college football. They've always got a lot of talent. And Buford does too. This should be a really fun matchup over in the low country that I'm looking forward to and, and glad that we're getting some low country football. Yes. It, would, it would not be good if there weren't a whole lot of games right. to talk about over there. And for everyone's sake, I hope that there are no weather delays for yes. all of us, the players, coaches, and ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> um, back here in Savannah, we've got – uh, Benedictine back at home. They're hosting Westminster this week. Benedictine coming off that 41-15 loss down in Miami to Christopher Columbus High School, snapping their 14-game win streak. Lindsay, it's it's well-documented. Everybody remembers they lost to Columbus last year and then rattled off 13 straight mm-hmm. wins, going to a state title. Now they're, they're bringing in a Westminster team that Benedictine is – on paper, better than, should be able to handle. Is this the start of another long winning streak where the cadets get back to where they want to go? Well, I know their fans and their players alike sure hope so. And 
You know, they lost at Columbus, like you mentioned, but I think you learn a lot about your team when you punch up like that. And I have no doubt that they took a hard look at that film and got back at it this week. So, uh, BC, I know you mentioned the rankings. It's still very early, but they're still holding on to that number one spot. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody knows that Benedictine is the team to beat in in Class 4A um, this year and, and will be until somebody from this state beats them. They still have not lost to a team from Georgia in right. two years. They lost to Beaufort and Columbus last uh, year, yeah. and then Columbus <laughs> again this year. So they have not lost to a team from Georgia since 2020. They were shut out second and third quarters last week, so you have to think that they're going to come out firing on all cylinders. That one a gold out for a childhood cancer in a Memorial Stadium. If you're planning to go, wear your gold. Another game we've got here in Georgia, but outside of Savannah, Pierce County at Metter. These are two of the most consistent programs in the last four or five years. Pierce County, four straight 10-win seasons. Metter, three straight 10-win seasons. So two Not teams, bad. Yes, two teams that know how to make deep playoff runs, that know what winning football looks like, and they're going to go head-to-head for the first time since 1981, Friday night in the jungle. I'm really looking forward to this one. Metter. Coming off a win over ECI last week, Pierce County's 1-0. They took down Jeff Davis last week. Both ranked in the top 10 in their respective divisions. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a really physical, hard-nosed football game that should be in front of a really good crowd over in Metter. Metter's Ethan Oglesby had nine tackles, blocked a field goal, and scored on a 65-yard touchdown pass. Not a bad night at the office. Going to work, man. I respect it. Um, taking a look back at what was technically week one, the second week of high school football, so last week. Um, any notables for you, Jake, that you want to touch on? I thought I was really impressed with Jenkins rallying in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter to take down Bluffton. That was a heck of a game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially coming off, look, look, there's there's no shame in losing to Benedictine. Right. But it was it was not a great opener for Jenkins. For a number of reasons, that day was not good. <laughs> yeah, it was just not the way you wanted to start the season. And the, whatever happened in the stands, all of that has nothing to do with any of the team, but it's just... The it's, weather, it all was yeah, bad. You, yeah. It was just a really rough start for Jenkins, and they didn't get to play a full football game. They're 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 getting shut out. They're, mm-hmm. they're down 45 in the first half to a really good Benedictine team. They're really young, not a great first experience. And then they come out at home, hosting a Bluffton team that's pretty good. They were playing well. Improved under first-year head coach Hayden Gregory, and things aren't going their way. And in the fourth quarter, they score 20 unanswered to come back and win. That's the kind of win that can propel you to those seasons that, that Tony Welch is trying to get the Warriors back to. So I was really impressed with them. And then how about some teams that are off to 2-0 starts? Liberty County, obviously still uh, mourning the, the loss of head coach Kirk Warner. They're off to a 2-0 start. Vidalia's off to a 2-0 start for the first time in a number of years. They blasted Beach Friday night and have a chance to go to 3-0. And New Hampstead. I think we all knew that New Hampstead's offense was going to be really good this year. They're off to a Mm -hmm. 2-0 start, have scored 40 points or more in both of their contests this year. I've seen them twice this year, too, and they look great. Another 2-0 team, Savannah Christian, man. They are dominating teams right now. Uh, They went to Islands. They're 2-0 now. Um, going to Battery Creek next. So, Baker Woodward's always going to have 
talent and they're always going to be pretty well coached. And that's that's never a surprise with Savannah Christian. The question is, where do they fit in that new mm-hmm. region? Are they are they hosting a playoff game? Are they winning the region? That's that's the questions that are going to be answered about Savannah Christian over the next few weeks. They look good right now. And another two teams I wanted to hit on really quick. Two very dominant performances in the Eric Russell Classic on Saturday in Paulson Stadium. Statesboro with a 56-14 win over SEB and Portal with a big-time win as well as they're off to a 2-0 start. Portal playing tonight as we record this on Thursday. Yes. They're hosting Robert Toombs. The Panthers seeking their first 3-0 and start since 2005. It has been a long time since Portal has had a lot to cheer about in yeah. football. They were fun to watch Saturday. They and, really were. And so it's it's fun. It's great to see teams that have maybe had a little bit of a rough patch or a long bit of a rough patch if you're the Portal Panthers now off to a winning start, looking like there's some winning ways in the future. That's always good news. Portal's going to host Robert Toombs tonight in a GIAA-GHSA crossover game. And then, I will be there. So if you're listening on Thursday, we'll have it online and on air tonight. If you're listening Friday, it should already be online. So yeah. there you go. But, yeah, Statesboro, the Irk Russell Classic, a big win for the Blue Devils. They got a good one coming up Friday night. They're hosting Effingham County. Yeah, that should be a great matchup. But – uh Looking to these Thursday games really quick a little bit. You mentioned Portal and Robert Toombs. We've also got um, Long County at Trulton County. Truton? Trutland. Trutland. See, yeah. I, I butcher that every time. Sorry, friends, in Trutland County. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that one's – I like what the Blue Tide have got going for them over there. Mike mm-hmm. Feaster's really trying to build that program up. We talked about Portal as a team that hasn't had a lot of success yeah. in a long time. Same for Long County. And, and these things take time. And I think you're starting to see some of that in Long County. You're starting to see the competitive competitiveness, you know what I'm saying, rise <laughs> with yes. the blue tide. So looking forward to seeing the not tide just, rising. I like what you did there. Thank you. I, I tried. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see not just what Long County does tonight, but really the rest of the season mm-hmm. as they continue to build a foundation for what they hope is as a program on the rise. They're off to a 1-1 one and one start. They started with a 21-0 shutout loss at Toombs County, but they rebounded week 2, 22-9 home win versus Tattanoff County. So, I mean, that's all you can ask for, you know, is improvement and growth. Absolutely. That's what they're showing. So, Jake will be flying solo on the high school football sidelines Friday night, and that is because we got a big game coming up in Atlanta on Saturday, too. Georgia and Oregon, the defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. Thank you very much. Going <laughs> to take on Oregon at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsey will be there along with uh, Shay Schrader, be bringing you coverage from Atlanta. Starting so Friday. I will be on the high school football beat Friday night, but we will see Lindsey and Shay in our show Friday live from Atlanta with a little update on what's going to be going on Saturday. Yeah, we got a lot of people pinch hitting this week. Dow Kennedy's in the mix. He's going to Georgia Southern and helping out on the high school football sidelines. Jake's going to Savannah State. I'll be at Georgia. We got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Like I said, this is <laughs> one of the best weekends of the year. Not just because a lot of us have Monday off, but because <laughs> of all the sports that are going on right now. High stakes, big time matchups. It's just a lot of fun. It's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to 
I know Oregon's got a lot of fans, but this is going to be all dogs in Atlanta, man. It, it's it's going be to be a massive Georgia crowd. It will, which it, it typically often is in these Atlanta games. Yeah. It's, you know. That's the fun of it, I think, for Georgia. <laughs> but for the first time, Georgia fans are going to go to a game. For the first time in 41 years, Georgia fans are going to be going to mm-hmm. a game with the ability to kind of puff their chest out as the, the defending champs, as the team to beat. And that, I think, is going to create an even more unique atmosphere. Jake, over under on how many times I get barked at. Oh, you're going to get barked at a lot. That's, <laughs> I mean, and it has nothing to do with the national championship. That's just what happens. <laughs> That's just how it goes. You're going to get barked at. but So we are excited to bring you team coverage from both the high school football and the college football sidelines beginning tonight, Thursday, and carrying you over into... Saturday and I guess even Sunday a little bit as we'll recap the weekend on Sunday. So a lot of excitement happening. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to all of it. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe and download to the WTOC Sports Podcast. For Jake Wallace and myself, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the sidelines. <laughs>